Hello everyone, my name is Logan Meyer, and you are listening to The Crowncast, the show where we talk about all of the stuff regarding to Charlotte FC, and uh, you're listening to a post-react uh, where we get a point. We get a point today, and uh, in other news, besides Charlotte FC getting a 0-0 or a nil-nil, if you will, draw away to the Colorado Rapids, uh, you may hear that my... My voice sounds a little bit more echoey than usual. I apologize. I am recording in a temporary studio, and I don't have all of the uh, the fancy little tidbits that help me bring my voice across beautifully to you listeners. Uh, that being said, uh, I am with uh, a man today who does have all of his usual equipment, so hopefully he will sound good to you, and that is Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. How's it going? Uh, it is very, very good over here. Uh, we do get a point out of this, and I have to say, I find myself in a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a lull, or a little bit of a, kind of a, like, like part of me is very happy that we take a point away from this on the road, right? Uh, because first point for Charlotte FC on the road, first time that we have come out and uh, not been defeated on the road, and at the same time. A, a nil-nil draw versus the versus Colorado. It just kind of feels meh, didn't it? Like like there was like there was so much more that we could have gotten out of this game, and it just never quite it never quite decided to be there. Yeah, there were there were a lot of little moments here that you kind of you latch onto them, and you go a little bit better here, a little bit better there, and we take three points on the road. It's probably the best we've looked on the road this season mm-hmm. but at the same time you know it's it's still not enough to get the three points so i'm like you i'm conflicted in that like yes you want to take the point on the road it's a really good result especially we played 120 minutes on wednesday night uh, you know in the u.s open match so we're playing at colorado or at higher altitude and that's going to fatigue your players more but still it's like uh it feels like we were so close to snatching three points, and so I, it's a very conflicted feeling walking out of this one. I will admit, and you know, I'm I'm shooting this right from the hip. I do feel like the chance from Mackenzie Gaines at the very end of the match really makes it feel like we had three points and we let them slip. Um, yeah, but but we'll get on to that because obviously uh, we we have a format here for for a reason because <laughs> otherwise we'll go on forever. Let's be honest. Uh, Justin. Yeah. I'm going to call out, uh, you know what? I'm going to flip a, a, a magic coin in my hand. And, uh, the magic coin has told me that we're going to do cards first so we can end on a higher note. Does that sound good to you? Works for me. All right. Why don't you go ahead and give me your, your card for the day? This is going to be, I don't know if this is going to shock people or, or not. Um, and I've got to admit that much like today's MLS uh, official, I'm going to hand out kind of a soft card because I don't think that anybody really covered themselves in a ton of glory. I don't think anybody really, you know, sort of messed the bed, uh, as it were. But because the expectations are there and because I don't think necessarily the performance was there, I'm actually putting Carol Swiderski uh, in the book today. I'm giving him my card primarily because... It just didn't feel like he was linking up and, and playing effectively. And it feels a little bit like maybe the book is out on Carol Swiderski that if you body him a little bit, he has a harder time and, and he 
you know, if, if a defender sort of clatters him some, it shakes him mentally a little bit and maybe has a little bit of trouble focusing. Um, Justin. Because that's what it looked like today. I bite my thumb at you, sir. <laughs> you are booking Carol Swiderski. He is the man who ran the hardest on that whole pitch today. Um, actually, that I... that might not be true. T.D. Ortiz was out there like a freaking lightning bolt just running around in every direction. Um, but, uh, man, I, I, I don't... Uh, I mean, so this is, this is why we have multiple people, because we see different things, right? Um, I felt like Carol Swiderski was not able to do some of the stuff we hoped that he will do and that we expect him to be able to do today. But I also felt like he was one of those people who was just giving every single piece of fight he had to get something done, get anything done. And, you know, it didn't come off for him today. Uh, There's no denying that. But... See, I felt like there were a couple of times where where he let himself get bodied off the ball a little bit too easily, where he went down looking for the foul... Uh, and, and, you know, just wasn't getting the calls or anything tonight. And there were a few situations where I would have liked to see a little bit more, you know, uh, standing up to it. And I understand Swiderski's not the, the hold-up guy. Rios is the hold-up guy. Swiderski's the, 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 like, silky technique guy. But the way the team's currently set up, the way the players are around Swiderski, we can't afford for him to be the, the silky technique guy all the time. we got to have him... We gotta have him stand up through some of these challenges. That's fair. I mean, I think that's a fair that's a fair call out on on Swiderski. I, I definitely think it's a soft card. I think he really, you know, he looked like he had given everything he had on the field tonight, and uh, that that's kind of what you gotta ask. But I, I do think pretty much everyone is going to be a soft card tonight. So I don't feel like I can I have the right to say no. Carol Swiderski doesn't deserve a card because I do see where you're coming from. Um, I am going to, uh, you know what? I'm going to go even crazier. If you're going to, if you're going to card somebody we all love deeply in our hearts, um, I'm going to card Ben Bender and I'm going to card Ben Bender. I think he was just tired. I think that he was just off of it. You know, he came in as a sub appearance and that makes it hard to card him, but he's picked up this, uh, this sort of habit as he moves into the interior of the field that he'll he likes to play a wall pass he likes to receive the ball in the middle of the field and then just instantly put it back to our defenders and this is a player who I know has the skill to turn the ball and go uh, this is a, a player who who found himself in our hearts because he has the ability to turn the ball and go he has the vision he has the technique and I don't I don't know if it's instructed. I don't know if it's a, hey, because I'm moving to the middle of the pitch, I have less confidence than when I'm out on the left side. I really don't know what's causing it. But, you know, he came on today and I thought our midfield instantly looked more controlled. I think that he holds his space really well. I think that he, you know, he he does bring an element of control there. But all of a sudden we were just passing the ball backwards. And I felt like we lost a little bit of that that I, I'm i going to run straight at the goal mentality that, that scares defenses. And I hope it was instructed. And I can understand why it might have been instructed uh, by Miguel Ramirez. You know, we get our first point on the road. Not every game has to be a flashy win. But like four or five times in a row, I watched him 
find the space in the middle. And instead of choosing to turn and try and be progressive, he just recycled the ball back to Christian Kalina. And I expect more out of Ben Bender. You know, I'm, I'm carding Ben Bender because he has such a high ceiling. I expect more. I get. I do think. I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, you know, I think there are a couple of, of things that sort of factor in. Right? We went when when Bender came on. It was a double substitution. So Ortiz and Altavar uh, or Alcivar, uh leave the you know the attacking areas of the pitch, and Bender comes on to replace. Which you know I think is positive. And the other player who came on, I think, was Derek Brown or Derek Jones. I mean, and so. We took two attacking players out, put one attacking, one defensive player on, mm-hmm. and it all felt very much like we're starting to throw substitutions on. We're starting to make these changes to to save the point on the road to make sure we can protect it. And so, you know, I I think that in general on the road, I think Miguel Angel Ramirez has shown a, a desire to be a little bit more defensive and maybe just take the point. So I would think that that's probably a, a tactical decision rather than Ben Bender making, you know, th- that's not the first pass that Ben Bender, I would think, would want to make. It's, yeah. a, a, I think, an instruction from the manager. Yeah, I would agree in that I haven't seen it. So maybe that's actually like a subtle card at Miguel Ramirez. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a fair one to put out there, that, that Ramirez sets us up very defensively on the road. and. Well, I, I, I think... I think I'd like to do one more card apiece. And Justin, I feel like uh, you are always ready to card the referee. And uh, most of the time I hold you back. Most of the time I'm like, look, you know, there's nothing we can do about the referees. Uh, But would you like to card the referee in this match? I feel like he was terrible. Uh, He was. You know, there were a couple of... The the most uh, ten ply soft bookings I think I've ever seen in a match. Uh, uh, Jordi Alcivar at one point does something that every player does, and and you just sort of stand there a little too close when the other team's trying to take a free kick, uh, and it slows them down. The point of it tactically is to let your teammates get back and cover, uh, and immediately there's a yellow card for him. This is something. You know, every player in every league does. Um, there was a, another booking uh, uh, later for Guzman Carujo for making a tackle in the midfield. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. it looked at best a, a 50-50 ball. It looked, you know, you could maybe... I, I would have been upset if there had been a foul called on Guzman Carujo in that situation. So a booking for him in that situation was mind-boggling. Yeah. So I, I would absolutely, uh, this official was poor. And, you know, it's one of those things, too. If it's called equivalently on both sides, then maybe it's it's more acceptable. But I don't think it was. You know, I think some of those situations where, you know, I talked about Carol Swiderski being bodied off the ball. Sure, I don't think that those are, are fouls the majority of the time. But the way he was calling fouls against Charlotte... You know, I, I think that some of those are fouls against Colorado if you're going to call the game that way. Yeah, I think there was one time where, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't have his name in front of me, but the starting defender for uh, for Colorado, the central defender, 
just like ran up the pitch and went for a flying header. And a Charlotte FC player was technically under him because he he didn't jump. He was waiting to see where the ball came down. And so this Colorado player literally just flying jumped in the back of him, flipped over him. The Charlotte player had no idea he was there. And, and then it was a, a foul on Charlotte. And I was just sitting there like, I mean, a player has a right to their space, right? Like, it, he, he clearly didn't back up into this guy. Um, you know, this defender came flying out of nowhere and, and basically tried to knee a Charlotte player in the back of his head while he was just holding his space. And, you know, I don't, I don't go off on refs very often, but as I watched this one, I mean, just every 30 seconds I went, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, it and, was, oh, it's, it's definitely not so many bad decisions. Yeah. Um, so I am going to throw out my second uh, card really quick, and that is uh, Charlotte FC's final ball. Uh, we have a lot of good chances in this game. We let a lot of them go without even putting a shot on target. Um, Daniel Rios makes a spectacular touch uh, up the left side of our field, and he moves the ball up very cleanly, and he gets himself into a fantastic position to either slide a ball through or to take the shot on himself. And he really does neither. He eventually comes to a sliding a ball through and the final ball is terrible. It completely kills the offensive movement. Uh, we have the moment at the end of the game where McKenzie gains. All he has to do is look up and he has the world's easiest touch around the goalkeeper to an absolutely waiting, wide open, nobody in a hundred yards, Carol Swiderski, who will have the entire goal to aim at for for a walk in goal, and uh, and credit to Mackenzie Gaines who used an incredible burst of speed and beat like two players on that run to get there, but you could see he saw the stars in his eyes, and the final ball that was needed, it just wasn't found today. Um, and that's okay. That happens. You know, uh, the final ball is one of the hardest things in football. But right now, I think, as we have seen a little bit of a blunted attack from this team, I'm I'm carding our final ball because it, it does seem like we need to get just a little bit smarter when we have the stars in our eyes in front of net. Justin, would you agree? I mean, and, and I think that also goes for the attempted passes, you know, that just never went off. There was an opportunity where Alan Franco had Carol Swiderski ahead of him and makes a poor choice to try and pass kind of through two players uh, rather than sort of out to the, the right-hand side. There was space where Swiderski could have stepped out wider and, and been in a position to receive the pass and, and have a, a decent chance at an attack uh, and just... There's just some decisions that maybe, uh, you know, I'm reminded a little bit of a line from from uh, Top Gun where the, your ego's riding checks your body can't catch. Sometimes you're just making passes that you don't technically have the skill for necessarily. And you make a smarter, a little bit safer pass and you, you produce a better threat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we've actually kind of covered our feelings on the, the low lights of this yeah. game. But there were some highlights. Um, I am going to go first, and I'm going to pick my crown for the game. 
And yep. believe it or not, this is actually a tough decision. I feel like I have about four crowns for this game. Uh, but ultimately, I think I'm going to end up going with one that is a regular for us on this podcast. But I feel like he deserves it again tonight. And that's Christian Kalina. Um, another clean sheet for him. This is his third. But Christian Kalina was not tested a lot in this match, especially in the second half. Our defense put together a pretty good performance and kept a very strong attacking side in Colorado to basically nothing on our goal. But when Christian Kalina was called to step up, he stepped up really, really well. And one of the reasons I'm giving a, a crown here for a, I don't want to say a, a less than we have seen from him in the past performance, but a less busy performance is I think that there are goalkeepers, especially in the MLS, who play really, really well when they feel like they've always got something to do. If they're constantly under pressure, if they're constantly switched on, if they're constantly having to make big saves, they feel involved in the game. And and then there are goalkeepers who, once the game gets a little bit slower or once the game gets a little bit further away from their goal, they switch off. They... They still have all that incredible shot-stopping ability inside of them. They still have that that ability to lift the team inside of them. But when they're not as busy, they just they get a little flat-footed. They're not quite as paying attention. They're a little slower out of their mark. And in a game that Christian Kalina didn't have to do as much, the stuff he did, he did really sharply. And that is a, a very small, subtle worry I've kind of had in the back of my mind about Kalina is... As a keeper who has been forced to be so busy every game, we've never seen how well he holds the concentration when we are actually doing our our sort of job as a defense and making his life, to be polite, a little bit boring. So we made Kalina's life boring today, but when he was needed, he did it well. And... Eh, well, I say we, we made his life boring today. Obviously, there were two shots off of the post. But with the exception of those two, Kalina did his job well. Justin, do you feel do you feel similar? Yeah, you know, the only thing I'd say is I, I think that this is kind of becoming something of a bog standard performance from Kalina. You know, he commanded the box pretty well. There were a couple of situations that were you know, dangerous, uh, you know, there's a, a really close shot from Colorado inside the box and both surprisingly, both uh, Jalen Lindsay and, and Christian Fuchs were uh, poor in defense in that moment. Um, but he makes himself big. He makes it a difficult opportunity. And, and you know, again, Colorado managed to miss. Uh, he's not credited with a save, uh, but he, you know, he held the ball well when it was crossed in too close to him and, um, his distribution, I thought, was was pretty good in this one, too. Yep. Um, so I'm going to uh, go ahead and pass it over to you, Justin. Who gets your crown for the day? Yeah, I mean, my crown is uh, somebody that, that I really, really like. And as much as I like him, I do think that he's probably one of the first names that, that will be chosen to sit when uh, Kamel Yazwiak is ready to go. But uh, I thought Daniel Rios, again had a really good game doing what Daniel Rios does, which is holding the ball up, being the outlet guy up front that you can pass to, and he can he can collect, 
and he can hold for a few seconds while other attackers get forward, and then he can link up, you know, a little bit with, with whether it's Alcivar or Tease or trying to get it across to Swiderski. Um, you know, it's still not coming off for him in terms of uh, he's still not on the score sheet. But, um, you know, it, he did what he's supposed to do well. He he uh, was that outlet. He, he held up well. He received the ball with a soft touch shielded you know from the Colorado defenders pretty well um honestly uh, the the one Colorado defender with the the uh the big hair Abubakar mm-hmm. um yes. I thought should have been booked for for trying to yank Rios up off the the ground when Rios uh, went down probably with cramps or something like that late in the match. I felt very similarly especially considering how wildly he was throwing yellow cards out um it's a pretty standard expectation that if a player is down on the ground with an injury, no matter what it is, there should never be a forced movement of that player. Uh, this is the reason we have stretchers. And I don't care how hot the moment is. I don't care whether you think he's faking it. If there is a a 1% chance that a fellow human being is injured and you decide that the right way to act on that is to attempt to rip his shoulder out of his socket, uh, I think that says a lot about that that person as a as a player and as a as a person, you know. Um, well, and and should be booked and should for be booked, it, you know. Yeah. Um, a really disappointing moment in the MLS. I haven't seen a lot of that stuff, and to see to see that coming out is uh, it, well, it's disappointing. And you're right, it should absolutely be booked, especially considering the way cards were going today. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that I'll say about that particular incident, I know that, that I'm, I'm, you know, digging in on, on this one particular moment when I'm talking about Crown and Rios, but, you know, from everything about that situation, we're still in the 90 minutes. We're not into stoppage time yet. So Abubakar needs to know that any time that Rios spends down is going to get added to stoppage. Also... For the past like ten minutes, the majority of the dangerous chances had come from Charlotte. So, you know, I, I don't know if slowing the match down is is beneficial for Charlotte. There, I don't know that Rios is down because he's like, oh, I've got to slow things down. We we had been much more dangerous over that stretch. So, you know, all of that together, and then Rios is barely down before Abubakar is over there yanking him up. This yeah. isn't a situation where Rios had been rolling around for two or three minutes or something. And I mean, I will uh, be perfectly, perfectly honest. I do think it benefits Charlotte there. By there, I definitely think Charlotte was playing the time-wasting game, which everybody plays. Everybody does it. This is not anything new. Um, but, you know, I, I also I also won't say that I believe that it, it benefits Charlotte for him to get up there. I think at that point they were playing for the draw. Um, either way. Uh, so, Justin, I, I definitely have a couple other crowns that I feel like deserve to go out tonight. Do you feel like you have one more? Yeah, I think I can find another one. Okay, um, then we're going to do one more. Since we kind of did two cards, but we'll make them quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead first, and I'm going to say, uh, Guzman Corujo, again, you get a crown. You are right now the best defender on this team. Uh, you are constantly cutting out dangerous balls and 
you are attempting to bring some offensive threat on corners into your game and you know he 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 made a brain fart the other day but he just looks like the most solid rock on this entire team and he's just hard to beat he's just hard to beat he's part of the reason that Kalina has a little bit easier day today the the big mistakes were not coming from him and and today he looked good. So Guzman Corujo, you get a crown from me. Justin, do you want to fight me on this one, or you feel you feel like this is a, a good call? No, I mean I thought that Corujo looked looked really solid. Uh, you know, across the back line, he wasn't at fault for any of the major sort of uh, potential goal scoring opportunities that Colorado had. Um, again, I thought it was pretty workmanlike and pretty standard for Guzman Corujo. I don't know that this was outstanding by Carujo's standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still, you know, they, that's not a bad thing when, when you know, we reach the point with Guzman Carujo and Christian Kalina and players like that where we just expect, you know, above average to excellent play. See, my argument for this is that these are players who we really need to be consistent, not just good, right? We We will be significantly better in the long run if these are players who are 7 out of 10s and don't make dumb mistakes in every single game, then we will be if these are players who are 10 out of 10s or 4 out of 10s. Uh, yeah. You know, f- for me, seeing these two players come in and put in that workmanlike shift again and again and again and again, I mean, uh, every single time I see it, it, it's more impressive to me. Because, I mean, if you look at those two players, really the only mark on either of their records, and kind of in a funny way, both of their records, is they both make one harebrained mistake in high-pressure situations in the season so far. And otherwise, they have basically been flawless. And I will take that all season long. I'll take it all season long. Justin, let's, let's jump ahead to your second crown. Who do you want to give a crown to? Yeah, real quick. I I thought Alan Franco, uh, Alan Franco. I'm not exactly sure how we're supposed to pronounce his first name or anything like that, but uh, great match, you know, for for him on that sort of right-handed ish side. Uh, I thought he was feisty. I thought he was really active today. Uh, I thought he was flying around and and um, getting in good positions, making some really dangerous interceptions with this sort of high slash midfield press uh that we had going on a little bit today yeah i I think that uh alan franco is another one of those people who has been really putting in good work in the midfield and deserves to get called out for it so uh alan franco definitely getting a a crown from 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 you today and and deservedly so uh i will wrap this up and justin as ever uh in our post match reactions you have two sentences give me your highlight wrap it up for me it's a point on the road. We haven't done that before, so it's got to be a positive, even though it kind of feels like a negative. Oh man, uh, what do I say after that? How do I, how do how do I follow that? Um, I am going to, I'm going to lead with this, or I'm going to end with this, and that is, I have a very strong belief it's the coach's job to get these players to the final third. It's the player's job to put the ball in the back of the net. And right now, the defense looks good. 
the progression up the field looks okay. I don't think it looked as good today as we have seen in in other matches, but we also played a much more pressing game. Getting the ball into the back of the net, I think part of it is on Miguel Ramirez, but part of it is on the players up there in the top. And we're seeing a lot of good. We're seeing the workmen like, let's, let's see if we can put it all together. Um, we are going to leave it there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thank you for sharing these these after matches with us. We love you. And uh, we will be talking to you again on Wednesday, uh, where you'll get a little bit more deep dive when it's, it's not quite so late and we've had a little bit more time to think about this match. Goodbye.